Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome, as always, to the show, if you're new. Welcome. Dan here, along with Michael and Moscow White for the weekly show. Uh, we'll catch up with Brentford and stuff in a bit, yeah? First of all, we need to say it's brought to you by Levi Solicitors, this show, who do you a 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Michael will smoothly and systematically reel off the three things that are on offer in January now. Michael? Wills, probate, conveyancing. Yep. Which is your favourite of those three? Say Wills. Wills. Do you know why they're good? Because you can do online appointments. Yeah, you can do it. That's not the, the main point is that you can do video appointments with the online booking system. That's what I meant. It's all online, isn't it? How else, how else are you doing the video via satellite link? It's all on the internet. <laughs> Sorry, Levi's. Um, yeah, levislisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We've got a sale on. Quick plug for these as well. Flying out like hotcakes now. We took the piss out of the fact we couldn't sell it. Oh, look at that. Moscow's drinking out of a, a mug uh, on the video version on YouTube uh, like they do in the films, you know, when there's nothing in the in the vessel. Can you yeah. do the same with yours? Is that a Luke, is that a Luke Ailing mug there, Michael? He's good as well, mm. isn't he? Yeah, his legs, his legs wide open there for the ball to... To go through, uh, no, that's him scoring his volley against against Huddersfield in in, in fun times, in the before times, the yeah. before times. Yeah, so yeah, we've got a few of those Street Fighter things we did too. They're on sale, and the cheap, yes, the cheap Fiverr, not Fiver cheap for not, a mug, not cheaply made, just discounted in price. Exactly, it's still the same premium product, just a new low exciting price. The jokes about the Pat Panther mugs being broken, etc., can be made, but yeah, yeah. and end of tweet, look, do your own jokes. Look at him go. Exactly. Fixed. He's on a hot street. Well, let's get onto all that then, shall we, and talk about the um, the football. But if you want the mugs, the squareball.net, just find the merch section. There's a sale bit in there, loads of stuff on sale. Have a poke around. Part one of the show is news. Should we do news? Should we talk about our record signing? Yeah, let's do that. Rodrigo, yeah, he's doing really well, isn't he? <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, Ruter. Uh, well, we're recording this sort of Friday uh, late morning, and... We've got the Phil Hayes show coming up in a bit, which is going to be after the press conference, I think, or an interview where they're having a chat with uh, Jorginho Ruter from Moscow. Where did he come from prior to... Uh, from Hoffenheim. Prior to Hoffenheim, he came from... Um, he came from Rouen. Rouen, correct. And before that, he was at Rouen. Yes, he's um, he's very happy to be here. Yeah, look, he did genuinely look happy to be here as well. I know struck players... Me as a, are, struck me as a lovely lad. Players always say that, but he yeah. did genuinely look thrilled. The intro to the crowd on Wednesday night was funny, and these things are always funny because they just sort of walked him out to the centre spot and said, <laughs> "There he is. There's Ruta." In, and then in the middle of a football stadium. Now what do I do? And they just walked away again. I did think for a moment because they built it up. They said as soon as the game finished, 
stayed, they did what they should have done for Click when he left against... Uh, lessons learned. West Ham. Lessons learned, yeah. Was like, everybody, stay in your seats at half time because we're going to be bringing out our new signing. And typically, I think most people were like, oh, sod that off the bat. <laughs> um, but I did think having built it up and then walking him out into the, the middle of the field like a, a pony at a show that they were going to make him do some kick-ups or mm. something. Didn't, but no, he just turned around and walked back again. Waved. When he got to near the tunnel, he seemed to almost have second thoughts. He was like, do you, should, I, should I stay for a bit longer? He was like, <laughs> Is it too, uh, soon to do, too soon to do a lap of honour? Yeah. Was it Martin Brathwaite who, went, when he signed for Barcelona, tried to do the signing things with the, with the kick-ups and he couldn't do them? Yeah, I think so. There's always <laughs> Just looked absolutely lost. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, there he was. So he's definitely here. Yeah, looked well. Looked healthy, didn't he? The most he two-footed player Jesse Marsh has ever seen. That's and they've cool. got loads in common because he was saying that they had a a chat about football and he said that Rutter already seemed to like know all of Jesse Marsh's tactical ideas. So like, <laughs> they were so, written on the back of a postage stamp for him. 20 year old kids got it all worked out. Maybe, maybe Rutter could be our next manager. It's possible. He does like to, to lean on a teenager for, uh, for tactical like advice, when, doesn't he? When Tyler Adams was ordering about, about when he was 15. <laughs> We've got to start attacking down the left. Oh yeah, the kid's right. So that's <laughs> hey, the kid's right, man. And he's uh, he's grown up a little bit now. So it's like, yeah, we can have Tyler Adams as manager. Uh, Rutter is there is a, a coaching vacancy because we've still not filled the Jacko gap. Couple so, of days, yeah. couple more days, couple more days. We'll have an announcement. But yeah, very exciting. Going to be great. Like he's going to be playing for us for the next fifteen years. Um, attacking, scoring loads of goals with both feet, just dribbling loads. He says he loves to dribble. The dribble. He loves anime. The other thing about him. So good. Is, it, is that true? Yes. Good. I can't remember the name of it because I don't know much about anime, but he mentioned a couple of shows in um, an interview at the start of the year. He was like, what are his other interests? And he listed anime amongst them. Well, the, the shows in particular that he watches. I look forward to an athletic long read on that then. Well, it would be interesting. I mean, it's always nice when somebody's got a little bit more than just like, because that was the one, it made me laugh on uh, LUTV did a day in the life of Jackie Harrison where they followed him around and on the way back, the after training, he's driving home. Like, so what do you like to do in your in your downtime when you're not being a footballer? And it's, oh, well, you know, me and my girlfriend, we just like to watch watch movies, watch a bit of TV. We've been watching that documentary lately about uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I was thinking, would you not, if you were making that day? And I was just like, okay, okay, that's the true answer. But kids are going to be watching. Let's. Just say you like watching Finding Nemo or something. We'll just, we'll just do that over again. It's like, oh yeah, all the serial killer stuff. That's that's what we really like. And is that the same day in the life of where they were filming him in the dressing room and um, there was Rasmus there, bollock naked, yeah. and they had, they had to do a second take? <laughs> so again, it's like, it's they maybe need to be putting uh, an, an R rating on these day in the life uh, videos. Maybe that's fine. Once you've got a nude Rasmus, I guess it's like, yeah, all the, uh, all the serial killer documentaries can be thrown in after. Did you like seeing Victor in his San Francisco 49ers top, which we have touched on um, across the last week, but now is a chance for us to share our, our thoughts and feelings on that. that was, so, do you think that was very subtle? He's always been a man for, for the, the delicate, nuanced points, hasn't he, Victor Alter, when he's wearing his 49ers top, shouting at people to fuck off. He's, uh, yeah, he's, not, he's not the most subtle of men, is he? But I guess if they've paid for it, fair enough. How do you imagine that's gone down with Andrea Rodrizani? As a man noted for having a very thick skin and uh, not at all a fragile ego. Well, what does a Ace Adventures hoodie look like? Do they do any? Do they make any? Maybe that's the maybe that's mm. the problem. He he wakes up in the morning and thinks I would love to wear something with Andrea Radrizzani's face on it. I haven't got one, so I'll just have to wear the Forty Nine ers hoodie. 
So it's, it's really Andrea's own fault. Improve your merch offering. Yeah. He might do now. He might have had one made of him. It'll be a picture of him with a six pack. <laughs> really tall. Six, six foot tall with a, <laughs> with a big, with a rippling torso. <laughs> Shot from a low angle? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I'm surprised he didn't have a big bag of money on the table or a, like a giant check from San Francisco. Absolutely. Good fun. Good fun. Um, Azadine Unahi. That one's uh, gone a bit quiet now. Do you want a central midfielder? I do. I suppose we should. I, I know I'm being a big baby football fan and I want everything now and everything yesterday, but I'd quite like to see us have another midfielder. Um, well, we, got, we got rid of a perfectly good one in click. Mm. So let's have another. I mean, this, this guy's not coming, is he? He doesn't work home. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they just wait until later in the window, see what happens with Brentford, whether they need to pony up to get you know compensation for anybody else, if they need to bring anybody else in for any reason at mm. all after Brentford, which uh, again, we'll get onto in part two of Brentford. I don't know. It feels like they're, they're probably in for someone, but they're just biding the time in that way that Leeds kind of do. And as Phil has said, don't be surprised if nothing happens, but don't be surprised if something does happen. Don't be surprised at all. It's, it's, we're kind of used to it, aren't we? To get the players that they want early and then kind of mill around. Definitely the hallmark seeing... of January's previous, that Moscow. Well, or they don't get them. They go for them, don't they? Because we had the Brendan Aronson chase last January. And it was pretty clear that was the player they wanted, so they either got him or they didn't. This year we wanted Verber and Rutter, and we got them. And then there is that period in the rest of the window where it's just like, see what happens, see who becomes available, see if there's anything out there that we that we want. Maybe they're a little bit too relaxed about filling up the midfield with people, and a definite target in mind would be nice if it's this guy or somebody else. But yeah, we're into a usual leads mode, aren't we? Like We've bought some players, and now we're going to try and resist everybody's uh, begging for more because days go by without a signing and everybody forgets about the, the record signing. And it gets to January the 31st, everybody will be moaning that we've done nothing. And they'll say, what about Rutter? And people will say, that was three weeks ago, forgotten all about it. I am fairly pleased with our business, I have to say, so far. It seems, it seems like fairly sensible acquisitions and early, which is important. Verba, injured. Rutter, oh, yeah. how many goals has he scored? Record signing, two goals, terrible. Done nothing oh, so far, has he? Yeah, he's done nothing for us. Did you not see his wave? Rubbish. Smile? Wasn't impressed. He was in the shadow of Click anyway that night, wasn't he? No, yeah, that's true. Click did the same, didn't he? Just wandered out. Yeah, but there's not a lot you can do, really, is there? There was no. a big hoo-ha about Cry him. again! Yeah, about him not saying goodbye, <laughs> and then it's kind of, what does an actual goodbye look like in those Dousing circumstances? with tear gas as he comes out. It is somebody 100 yards away waving at you, and mm. it's like, we wanted the close moment. Oh, that's as good as it gets, isn't it? But, um, you know, he was looking good. Sharp coat. But yeah, oh no, it seems like we agreed a price ages ago, more or less, on it from reports and probably can match his personal terms. And he's gone, yeah, I'll see. Quite fancy the Champions League with uh, with Napoli, thanks. Which is absolutely fair enough. Which is ungrateful. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I mean, that's another another opinion on it. But yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd probably just fancy winning a medal straight away, wouldn't you? As an option. Links as well to Diogo Montero, who most notably has spectacular eyebrows. Looks like he could be on The Apprentice, actually, I think. With those eyebrows, and that's um, he's got a sharp quaffered haircut. Mm, well, he's receiving an award, isn't he? On this this picture, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure what it is. It's, it's cut off, but it's some UA for award anyway. So it looks it looks very smart. Or, yeah, or it's, not like, it's not wearing a tie, Michael. Or I feel like he might be trying to get me to go to his church, right? Yes, the, yeah, the other yeah. vibe from this. Yeah, that's a good one, that actually. Yeah. Um, so he's played for Portugal at youth level, but he's from Switzerland, knocking about around Servette. Yeah, uh, Moscow. About, that, that, that's surely a French French Swiss. So well, so there. So he turns eighteen, doesn't he? At some point in the next week or two, so they're they're going to pounce potentially here. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, the the Charlie Creswell 
replacement. Yeah, his YouTube is one of the things is, um, is different to to most people because mm. there are highlights from a um, a portable youth game against Denmark, but then there's also his own channel, which is quite unusual. Uh, are we he, signing uh, a YouTuber? Well, it's sorry. It's, are we signing a fellow YouTuber? It's football orientated. To his credit, it has a uh, the about page is in several languages and says, uh, "I am a boy of 14 years old." who lives in Switzerland. He's too young to sign then. Who dreams of a career in football. If you like one of my videos, do not hesitate to love and to share with your family and your friends. Thank you. And it is a, it's a selection of... Is it, it's got a sort of a knowing Kenny vibe, that. Yeah, it's a selection of little videos he's done of himself. They're all like, the longest one is 13 seconds. It's like him ki- just kicking a ball, isn't it? Just kicking the ball into a goal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's quite sweet. So he's, he's had his little, uh, um, eight subscribers he, he already uh, had. We can get that up to 10, I think. Uh, well, I'm not don't following. Forget to, don't forget, did you not like and subscribe? But, um, Hit that bell. 13 seconds. In fairness, he's, he's barely got time to even address that, has he? Yeah. No. <laughs> English, French, German, and Spain are the languages he's he's put it in. So he's spreading his neck quite uh, wide, trying to get uh, the attention of football, and um, worked. Yeah, the, the only real clips of him playing football competitively are from the Portugal Denmark game, and I have to admit, when I opened that. I did see Portugal. The score is on there. It says Portugal, uh, Dinamarca. And I thought, who was Dinamarca? Then I Googled it and I was like, it's Denmark. Denmark, yeah. I mean, I got that very quickly. <laughs> I know. I did it as soon as I, as soon as I did it. I thought, obviously, what, is wrong? what, were, is, what on earth is wrong with you? I thought you were talking about a player, Mr. and Mrs. Marker's lad, Dina. No, no, sadly not. But um, I mean, do we want him? Yeah, of course we do want everyone, don't we? What's happening to Charlie Creswell? Well, it seems potentially out on loan doesn't it but um, there's talk and it's Phil I think who's uh, responsible for spreading he's trying this, to sell him yeah spreading this rumour with his poison pen suggesting that he might go out permanently it makes you wonder doesn't it whether they're, they're sort of reassessing the, the parameters now for players who are sort of coming in as the uh, as the backfill from the youth team if you like mm. well Max Dean's gone permanently as well hasn't he unfortunately he's not been able to find a club so they've had to send him to the, the pretend one in Milton Keynes where uh, Mark Jackson is pretending to be in charge of a, a pretend football club because um, yes AFC Wimbledon is the real one the other one doesn't count but um, which is I think with Dean it kind of makes some sense because we now have about 60 strikers ahead mm-hmm. of him one of all, which cost about 35 million quid don't if you've heard yeah, all of a certain age as well like Rodrigo's uh, kicking on I guess Bamford is 29 yeah so he's still the right side of 30 he's a young man fine young man so you can see like even if we did a Chelsea thing of farming him out on loan for years we'd probably ruin him the way Chelsea ruined Bamford so let him go a little bit different at the back because we don't really have any defenders I know we've got some defenders but you could probably you could look at Llorente Cooper Cock Strout Verber and think there's room in there for one more but I guess it's what Creswell wants as well like is he looking at Cock and Verber um, and Strauch having their contracts and thinking, well, the best I'm going to be there is I've got to try and fight my way through them or just go and play somewhere permanently, get loads of games and, and come up that way. And if he's spoken to Jamie Shackleton on his loan, he's kind of a warning from the future, isn't he, of, of this, is, this is maybe what can happen if you just stay at a club too long and they don't ever really play you and then you go out on loan and you struggle to get games and then before you know it, you're like, 23 or whatever whatever Jamie Shackleton is now and you've, you've not really kicked the ball very tumbling much the last down, few years tumbling down the pyramid like the, an Egyptian builder that slipped and the loan as well has maybe been a bit of a reality check because every time he played 
in for Leeds in the in our first team, it felt like a super high, cool experience, and everything went really well. This is the first time he's the, not the grind. Yeah, it's not gone brilliantly, and yeah. it might have been kind of a a reassessment for him and also for um, Leeds United, maybe just like what potential he has at the moment and whether um, sort of keeping him around is going to be the best way of getting the best out of him. It happens. This is, you know, we have the, Michael was making a very good point on one of the podcasts that I wasn't on, I was listening to, about how we got to get used to the the Premier League way of doing youth players where we think every player that comes from our youth team is destined to play for us for 10 years, whereas actually a lot of them are destined to... pathway. Are destined to be sold, and that's how Manchester City make untold millions from just having an academy producing players who, and even it's um, Jason Wilcox who's in charge of their academy. Our old winger, he's just gone to Southampton. <clears throat> now. I don't know why he would do that. It's ridiculous. But he was saying, um, you know, the likelihood of, of us getting a player as good as De Bruyne out of our academy is very slim. We'll probably have to buy that player, but we can produce dozens of players who are good enough the championship in the Premier League and sell them and use that money to buy De Bruyne so and FFP as well I mean like if you look at what Chelsea are doing which Todd Bowley seems to have completely lost his marbles and spending what 400 million in one and a half windows or something mm. um, they're going to have to do some selling aren't they in the in the upcoming windows you imagine they might not bother they might, they might brave not. it out yeah um, and then because they're going to be selling they're going to be selling academy products out there probably Conor Gallagher's going to go you've got what Loftus-Cheek as well who's come through who might well end yeah. up going and so on yeah, and so I mean, forth. Chelsea end up with England internationals who are in their reserve team because they, they can produce players who are that good. Loftus-Cheek has played for England, I'm not imagining yeah, that. Yeah, quite yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he can't get into their first team and they end up on loan to Germany and stuff. And it's all, you know, um, squad caps haven't really worked after the way you say you can only have 25 players in your Premier League squad and a certain number have got to be homegrown because now Chelsea and Nottingham Forest are just going like, fine, we'll just pay a bunch of players to just not play. <laughs> can't be in the squad can't do anything but we'll have them and then other people can't there is the homegrown quarter as well which kind of plays into this doesn't it you have a certain percentage of your players have got to have spent at least three years in an academy and all that that's so why there's a weird lucrative market for ageing English goalkeepers because people are like well sub goalkeeper whatever we don't need to waste the squad space on that as long as we can get someone to kind of do a job as, as second or third choice that's fine we'll, we'll save, a, save our foreign players for the sexiest stuff I'd be willing to do that you know who, who do you propose we get? Mark Beanie. No, no, I'm saying I, I'm willing. I'd be willing to do it. Like, play if a Premier League, in goal. To, I'd never, I'd never play. I'd go mm. to training if they asked me to, but I'd never, obviously. Play. I, I reckon it's not going to provide much, a very stiff challenge for the, the players in training if you're in goal. Why? Because of I, I because of the, the physical <laughs> the physical demands <laughs> of goalkeeping. I spent a season in goal when when I did. You know, like we played just among ourselves, like on a Wednesday afternoon at uni- yeah. university, and we won the league. So I've got a league title winners medal. I am, um, and, and we conceded the fewest goals in the division. I suspect, and I saved the penalty. Professional footballers kick it really, really hard. This is like, even from the uh, perspective of being a goalkeeper, listening to Kevin Blackwell <laughs> reeling off his playing achievements. <laughs> <laughs> are you putting your, your hat in the ring to be our new left back? By the way, with the your, number three your top, you are in tonight. It's like well, a Joss, I, uh, it's like a Jossie's Giants top. You, yeah. you probably won't remember Jossie's Giants. No, really, I, I know of it. I don't. Yeah. If I can get a transfer from the Comets. It looks like a Newcastle top, I have to say. Yeah, yeah I always really liked that Newcastle kit. Mm. Um, and then I found this. Why well, you just go and support them then, eh? Because you got an eye, yeah. <laughs> is it Comets the team? Or is that just a sponsor? I've never been able to work it out. I think it's just a... Uh, because Comet was the electrical sports. reseller, wasn't that's it? That's sponsored by all the branches of Comet. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's Comets. Joffy. Back to Joffy. Mm. Uh, it's gone to Wigan on loan. Is that confirmed? Let's assume so. 
No, I don't think it is officially. But it's going to do it. He is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. By the sounds of it. But by the time this gets published, probably, let's assume he has. But, um, I mean, it does make, it does we'll make, we'll be back next week with his, uh, his unveiling video at Preston. <laughs> Absolute climb down. Um, <laughs> it does make sense, doesn't it, given that Russ has arrived and, uh, Russ, sorry, Ruth there has arrived and Bamford's now back among the, uh, among the goals. The most exciting prospect in the Premier League. That's what Angus Kinnear said about him, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's or, the right, it's the right move for him, though. Yeah. Go out and play some games. And he's, he's dead young. I don't think the, the, two weeks younger than Ruth there. Yeah. So I did see someone point out, though, that, um, you know, Ben White was at Newport at 20. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be nice for Lynn to have him on for a bit as well. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's got a little brother, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. Who's probably now about 18. So <laughs> maybe not that small. Could beat you up. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. That's yeah. good, Lynn. But um, but yeah, no, I, I hope he goes out back and does well. I Play think, I think you, you'd let Lynn beat you up <laughs> for kicks. <laughs> Fair enough. Get in touch. <laughs> She's on Twitter, Michael. You could always just uh, drop her a message. Probably not. No? I think that's... No. <laughs> Not the done thing. No, okay. Uh, I think since um, Matt Grimes' mother was probably the, the death knell for in- interactions, really, wasn't it? I discovered Lewis Bates' mum on Twitter, actually. Weirdly, because she... Um, Michael. Discovered. Michael well, Normanton, mum stalker. I tweeted about Lewis Bates, and then in the replies to it, people saying, oh, I did really well against Arsenal. You can see who's liked the replies to it. And there was there was a... Um, I can't remember her name now, but there was, there was a someone Bates, and basically all she does... Is like stuff about Lewis Bates. She never posts anything, but she just she just obviously like searches for him and, and likes stuff. A proud mum. It was nice. I, I assume it's his mum. It could it could be his sister, I suppose. But I'm assuming mum. <laughs> but yeah, I just came across it. I was like, ah, oh, that's quite nice, really. She's just going through like retweeting nice stuff about her son playing well. Aye, great stuff. Um, Yelda has gone to Rotherham on loan, straight into the team. They won four 0 against Blackburn. Got good reports, didn't they? Getting assists, playing left back as well. Interestingly for them, not um, not centre back. So maybe he is, he is one after all. Yeah, he did a lot of left back stuff before he came to us. It was never, I think we, I think just because we don't have any other sort of left back options, Leeds fans tend to get a bit irate about where Hielder plays. But it was always a thing. He's big as well, isn't he? I think that's the other thing. He doesn't look like you'd expect a left back to look. It's the modern game. They're not Tony Dorigo isn't the archetype anymore. Neither is Ian Hart. Mm. The short and pacey. We don't, we're not the, <laughs> the criteria for signings is now because Jesse said birth order. Obviously, it's something he looks at. Yeah, he said that unprompted as well, didn't he? Which makes you wonder about his judgment slightly. But... Although he didn't say exactly like what the conclusion was, it was because it was reported rather than we don't have the exact quote from his um, the interview he was doing at this corporate conference, well, coaching conference. But when asked what questions he uses to assess players when meeting them, uh, his first response was that he's a big believer in birth order and gets to know that about a player. But it doesn't say whether he like he gets to know it. I, I guess it's... Is he saying he doesn't want the difficult middle child? Is that what he's saying? Well, I guess it's, he, he maybe wants to know that that's what he's dealing with. So it's like, okay, so were you first, second, third, what? And then he's like, okay. Then he obviously reads the tarot after that. <laughs> yes. It, he's doing some palmistry. Is, um, <laughs> do we know if Aronson's got an older brother? He obviously has the younger one, but is he the oldest? I think he's the oldest, he's yeah. The oldest. There's yeah. a sister so he's not, as well. He's not really. the difficult middle one. Oh, there's a sister in the mix yeah, too? Yeah, she plays too. Ah, do you know where, how old she? Just if, only, if only there was a worldwide se- system, of inter- system of interconnected computers that could tell us. I'm not us sure, to be honest. I think Dan's looking it just up. Just wondering what it, what it tells us about him. Big brother to... to uh, Paxton. Paxo. Mm. And then, so where's the sister in the mix, Dan? You must have found it by now. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, personal life. Mm-hmm. <sighs> come on, come on. No, it doesn't say. Is his girlfriend still uh, still playing football as well? She, she quit. Was, uh, she quit. I'm, well, no, that makes it sound like a queer. She had four... <laughs> 
four disastrous knee injuries and uh, surgeries. Oh, no. And, uh, I laughed at that and I didn't mean to. And then eventually, I think this year, she decided to pack it in. Fair enough. She's, uh, not, in, she's not in Leeds yet, is she? I mean, as I've far not, as I'm aware. I've not looked for a, a while. Whenever they're together, they always used to put nice Instagram stories on. Exactly. It was absolutely sickening. So I just like <laughs> give up on uh, seeing what they were up to. It's like I think um, I noticed it because uh, obviously Brendan posted about like how... Um, Brendan's the eldest, by the way. There you go. About how hard she'd worked and like wishing the best. Like Jaden. She'd stopped, uh, stopped doing it. But yeah, she kept... It was yeah, it's quite a sad story, but she, she was obviously on a soccer scholarship at college and sort of the start of every new year she would post a photograph of herself in the kit and being like really excited for the new season and then about two months later like a photograph of her having a knee operation and then six months later really excited for the new season and then a month later knee operation i think just like yeah um whatever's going on with that not gonna happen but um she can still do her probably still play left back for us so just to uh just to close off the thought, it was uh, Rusty and Janelle, mm-hmm. mom and Pop. Pop was a, a soccer coach, wasn't he? Rusty, Rusty is he? Yeah. Uh, and you've got... Um, and is Janelle also athletic? I'm sure she's like a... I mean, I'll just have a look at the photos. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we've got um, Brendan, who's the eldest, and then Paxton and Jaden. Okay. The kids. So I wonder, wonder what Marsh would learn, what he would glean from this information. Where, where are you in the birth order, Moscow? Uh, younger brother to an older sister. Same. So you're the youngest and you're the youngest. I'm also the youngest but I'm also the oldest and everything in between. Oh, only child. It explains an awful lot. Yes. You selfish fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, this is why you run around screaming for stuff all the time. <laughs> maybe this is how Marsh picks the team. Like, are we going to get some leadership from uh, from an only child? We're going to have to do some extensive research now to find out what all the different birth orders of the squad are, see if we can notice any pattern. Well, Joffy's the old... We've already fact, said, that's, that's the, we've already said Joffy's the oldest one. He sent him off. Maybe it, the absence of a sister is like, no, don't, not happy mm, with this. Yeah. Not good enough. Who knows? Uh, 21s, by the way, lost to West Brom. Pathetic. Bless him. What's uh, the point? They're supposed to be walking away with that league this year. No, it's because they, they had a lot of players in the first team squad, didn't they? Darko JB scored a very good goal. And also the sending off, Chris Moore got sent off and gave away a penalty for... Possibly the mildest uh, foul. It's, it was almost of the lines of like in the olden days, you might have given it an indirect free kick for obstruction. But because it was through on goal and the player fell over, it was a penalty and a red card. Um, so that felt a bit harsh. Darko JB uh, stuck an equaliser in the top corner. We played really well after going 1-0 down. Um, but then we, we decided, well, I don't know if it was a decision, but certainly the conclusion was in the last like 20 seconds of the game, West Brom just like ran through the middle and scored a goal. And that was a bit upsetting. 2-1 defeat. Women haven't bothered playing for a bit, have they? Because of the weather. Just had, just had in time to enjoy that cup win. Getting ready for the uh, the game against Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, best wishes to Rebecca Bass as well, who uh, torn her ACL, MCL and meniscus, which is like the whole knee, basically. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. That sounds like it That's might have been... The ligaments on both sides. And by pure chance, I was reading a book about a guy who's had a knee operation. Um, so I know what the meniscus is. Please do tell. You're the coach and the physio. You should know. <laughs> yeah, but I'll explain it's, it in I'll explain it in medical terms. You're more right, likely to explain it in simple a it, simple way that a, a layman can understand. It's the cartilage that acts as a shock absorber between the thigh and the shin. Yeah, you're more or less right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, what would you? How would more, you there's how, more to it. Now it's for it's for a different. How would you, no, come on, how would you describe it's it? Come on, come on. Science it, and, and people like getting really granular in this stuff. The, the, um, the connective uh, the leg joiny bit, the connective bits. Yeah. Does all that, yeah. It just holds it all together. So, so when you're doing sort of an operation on that, what yeah. do you look out for? 
Yeah, any loose bits? Yeah, the police probably. I <laughs> <laughs> did Simon Cowell's facelift. That was a complete success. He looks pleased. With the, at the end of that game at Stoke on the highlights, you could see Rebecca Bass going across the pitch on crutches and congratulating all the other players. Which then, when you look at the state of like the list of injuries. I would have just been in the back of a car sobbing wanting yeah. somebody to take me to hospital if my entire knee had just been smashed up. So, yeah. But as well, it, as well. It, bear in mind, they have to have normal lives as well, being injured. It's not like being a professional footballer where you just go, well, I'm injured. I'll just go into the training ground and have someone work on my leg for a few hours every day. Got to go do a normal job and stuff. That's would you Would you shit. recommend that she go in the training ground with torn ACLs, MCLs and meniscuses his eye? Get on that running track. Or would you say maybe... Run it, just l- run it off. Leave it to the surgeons for now. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, footballers are weird, aren't they? Like Dallas broke his bloody femur and he was in the training ground doing stuff about three weeks later, wasn't it? It was, mm. uh, yeah, but good luck to her. And we're through to the FA Cup fourth round, as we know, from beating uh, Cardiff, which was a lot of fun in the end. Um, we've got either Accrington or Boreham Woods. No, it was a lot of good. It was a lot of fun at the start. The end, we lost. We conceded two goals and everything got a bit silly. I mean, but now we've got a little bit of time behind us. We can look back and get it because that was fun. Uh, it was the, fun. Forget the last 10 minutes. Just a bit of an aberration. But we had to concede our customary two goals. But apart from that, it was good fun, wasn't it? Uh, plenty of goals and all that. Um, would you prefer Accrington or Boreham Wood? Accrington. It's not as far, is it? True. That's what I'm going to go with. Should still fly there, though. <laughs> Just for um, just because it's the modern thing to do, isn't it? Right. Just just fly there, leads to Manchester, and then and then what? Is it not forty five minutes in the car from Manchester Airport? <laughs> <laughs> then the is coach there, over the M sixty two. Is there not yeah, an, it's uh, perfect. an, not an air, coach? An airport at Accrington. I'm going to say not. There'll be one. There'll be some kind of. There'll be an airstrip of some kind, won't there? Or maybe a rotor port so we we're, can take a Sea King helicopter. We're Premier League. Land it on the pitch. I'm just having a look. I mean, there's plenty of big grassy areas around it. You could maybe just... Because, like, you know, um, up at Roundy Park, you know, Soldiers Field, the big grass bit at the top, that used to be an airport runway mm. during the during the war, wasn't it? It was used in a, as an airfield. So they could do that. Just land it there. All right. But yeah, yeah I don't oh, know. Actually, Leeds-Liverpool Canal skirts around the top end of, uh, of Accrington. Slow boat. Barge yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> Stick all the players on a barge. How fast does a barge go? About four miles an hour? <sighs> Something like that. That might be a bit faster. It might be slower than that. One of those trips that you really you'd want Alioski back for that kind of thing. What barging? Yeah, well, Leeds United on a narrow boat going to Atkinson <laughs> with uh, Alioski as the skipper. And... <laughs> He'd wear the hat, wouldn't he? Like the full. But anyway, outfit. it might not be Atkinson. I don't yeah. know. How you get to Borehamwood. Uh, don't have any M1. Is how you get there. Let's have a look. Borehamwood. Does that have an airport? I looked on Borehamwood's uh, website just for like anything really. Uh, the other day and one article on there I think it had 12 views the most recent article which I thought was lovely yeah bless them but yeah they were meant to play let's not patronise them because they're going to beat us in that's the FA very Cup. true they were meant to play before us weren't they but then the pitch was frozen yeah. and now they're going to play next Tuesday as long as the pitch, the pitch is isn't frozen, frozen. Yeah. London Elstree Aerodrome I'm all for an aerodrome mm. I love an aerodrome I'm all for London Elstree we can film a, a screwball comedy while we're there yeah it's directly West is the, the aerodrome is not far at all from actual Boreham Wood. Is where it? all the Carry On films were filmed at Elstree at the aerodrome. I don't know. Well, I bet the aerodrome. Well, is it possible that the aerodrome is a conversion of the studios? I don't know. I mean, did the studios always have a runway there? That's the big, the big question. Uh, anyway, how else would the big stars have got there for? I'm looking at Boreham Wood. You're right, Michael. It's just it's basically Boreham Wood is at the the almost the the join of the M1 and the A1. That's some big films done at Elstree. Yeah, the Dambusters, Moby Dick, 2001 go. A Space Odyssey. And what's Dambusters about? It's about aeroplanes dropping bombs and that. So what do you need? You need a runway. A runway. So there you go. Yeah. Shining, Indiana Jones. Mm, good. 
I, I, I and robot wars. I think we should play we should play Bore and Wood because um, it's got better access. There'll probably be better like TV coverage as well with Elstree available. Accrington next Tuesday, seven degrees raining. Bore so, and Wood versus so Leeds United, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Bore and Wood's ground. I was looking at it um, on Google Maps. It is very basic. I mean, very basic indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, what what level of football are they at? Low. So what do you want? Com- conference, aren't they? Something like that. No, they're in like the 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 Vanarama Northern bit or something, are they? I thought, oh, I don't know. We're, we're doing deeper patronising stuff. Yet. I'll tell you what, we'll find out when we'll they play one another for next yeah, week. Yeah, we're, we're, if we're not playing them, we I can't research two learning. teams, can we? <laughs> no. Whereas Accrington, we know, obviously we know loads about them. Well, yeah. No, we don't, because the whole joke about Accrington is that nobody knows who they are, because who are they, etc. Who are they? Exactly. Um, the film, uh, it's, um, that was Joffrey Gellhart's little brother in that. It was, yes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So the Brentford preview uh, in the league. Is this a league fixture? It is, yes. Right, okay. Why are we thinking playing another lower league? Strange, yeah, yeah, to find us playing. Yeah, Brentford. Um, They've beaten... Man City and Liverpool in the last few weeks. I mean, Liverpool are terrible as it yeah, turns out. Can beat them, and as, as last night proved, you can get at Man City. Yeah, they're beatable. Um, so Brentford essentially have achieved nothing since uh, since the League One days, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean they're not doing well, are they? And they're not well coached. No, not well run. Yeah, uh, I think they need a new stadium. Yeah, that one's tiny, isn't it? The one they've got. Yeah, some tiny little shed that they've got. It's a bit so. like it looks all a bit like Gilliam's away end. If you've ever seen that, I think mm. it's just all on scaffolding. So, so they're, they're well overdue uh, a new ground. I hope they get that one day. I do. Well, they can dream, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. Although I don't know what they'll need it for in League One mm. necessarily when their attendance is returned to normal. Once they clear up the clerical error, which has seen them put in eighth place in the Premier League, <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing has blown over. Maybe play, once the uh, play really well. <laughs> Maybe once the PRS bill for unlicensed use of Hey Jude lands, mm. Paul McCartney gets them shut down for unpaid uh, uh, royalties. Yeah, it seems fair enough. Don't like Brentford. 
Just annoying. Because the, the, the plan with Brentford, this is the second season up, isn't it? Yeah, but we all know that third season syndrome's coming, yeah. as we're experiencing right now. We're really hoping they get a big <laughs> dose of what we went through last year in their second season. But it's not happening. They just seem to still be quite good and still keep buying good players for cheap and uh, winning matches um, and being really smug about it. So it will, it will genuinely though be interesting to see from a like you know an objective point of view whether they do eventually regress to the mean. Just because if you don't have money in this league and they're always going to be genuinely capped by the size of the attendances and the commercial stuff they can offer people, helps helps being in London. I think then whether they do end up struggling mm-hmm. in subsequent years because you wonder whether is it a lightning in a bottle thing with Thomas Frank who succeeds him eventually there are questions gen, you know, genuine questions around that what else does Tom, Thomas Frank keep in bottles or glass jars don't know probably some milk yeah good one jams mm-hmm. pickles yeah uh, yeah absolutely yeah I what, mean who wouldn't what, I mean, if, yeah, if what he, does he pickle if he had to go away for some for some reason mm. I guess that would maybe he'd throw things up in the air a bit from mm. what does he pickle Anything he can get those hands on. Did, did you notice that in the Aldi centre aisle in the run up to Christmas, they had big, um, like, sort of thing, those five litre things of pickling vinegar? Oh, okay. I nearly bought them, but then I realised that I really don't need five litres of pickling <laughs> vinegar. Just walk around Aldi going, could I? Do I need a whacker plate? <laughs> Do I need five litres of pickling vinegar? It's a big temptation when you've run out of booze as well, isn't it? Oh, I've got that pickling vinegar. Um, <laughs> Take the edge off. It's hard to tell this season, really, isn't it? Because with Arsenal suddenly winning the league, which nobody saw coming. Manchester City uh, can only seem to get it together in the second half of things and keep losing games. Liverpool being terrible. Not sure that was really predictable. Scum getting good again. And that's kind of, it's hard to tell whether that's what's letting Brighton and Brentford... Fulham. Fulham get up there. Are they taking advantage of kind of a a season where the top six, the big six, are all kind of having their weird uh, crises and they'll all be back next year? Or whether it is like, are Brighton now they've broken that nine wins in a season barrier and got rid of that uh, loser manager who was holding them back, are they now legitimately going to be top seven, eight for good now? Are Brentford actually going to stay up there um, and keep punching above their weight? Or is the, I guess the other version of it is you look at Leicester and like gone from winning the league, Champions League, to now really looking in danger of relegation. I think us in the middle is like, I guess we just like, we just love to get involved. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just being in the middle of it, looking around and going like, oh, Brentford are good this year and oh, Brighton are good this year and oh, Leicester aren't good anymore. It's like, could we just have a, like, a turn? <laughs> the um, the fixture down there at the uh, the GTEC earlier this season was an absolute horror show, wasn't it, in terms of completely playing into their hands and, and it being exploited ruthlessly. Didn't help when we had some of our more expressive defending, mm. the old free-form defending. Mm. Um, Brentford really hoovered up the chances at the G-Tech, didn't they? They did, so correct. G-Tech make the yeah. vacuum cleaners. Yes. And garden products. Mm. I think we've done this before. We I think we were trying to get a free lawnmower off them. <laughs> <laughs> why, why we're on a first-floor office building? Do you mean you wanted a free lawnmower? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you a vacuum? we take a vacuum, won't we? Yeah. yeah no, we would. Yeah, absolutely. Office vacuum. Mm. Yeah. Hi, G-Tech. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we were, we were terrible down there. Although we actually played quite well and controlled a lot of the possession. Very reminiscent, I guess, in a way of, of what happened at Villa, but without the, the five-goal pasting. Yeah, we weren't terrible there. We actually were all right for a lot of it. Should have had the penalty on Sinistera as well. Mm. And he scored yeah, a, brilliant, a brilliant goal. He, yeah. Yeah, Sinistera yeah. gave away a penalty, that's right. Somerville was fouled. Even the penalty that Sinistera gave goal. away. Sinistera scored that really good goal, didn't he, as well? Yeah. And the the, uh, the penalty he gave away was not a penalty and then Somerville should have had one 
because it was worse. Uh, Sinistera scored the goal of the match, and I think we should have got three points for that. Mm-hmm. So we were, then, saying, we were cheated then, weren't we? And then Llorente yeah. just went mad. Yeah. And uh, Tony should have been banned anyway. Yeah. And if he is going to get banned, I dare say it'll be like Monday. They'll just wait. Yeah, I mean, wait, these wait until he scored his goals. These, this th- these things take time, don't they? Mm. And I, 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 they've not really released, released full details of what he's done wrong, have they? Just lots of it, I think. Yeah, seems just, to be the, the other bits they have released. There yeah. are lots of bets, and they just need to whether they're going through them all individually. Um, well, lump on for him to score this week, this weekend. The way that we're defending, but you never know. You know, you never know. We might have tied it up by then, or. Kind of, Con- kind of suspect he's not been betting against his own team or anything. If he, because if he did done that, I think they may have acted with a bit more haste on it. But if yeah. he's just been you know, sticking money on because he's a bored rich man, yeah. <laughs> which I think is why most footballers bet because they're like, oh, something to fucking yeah. do in it. And you know about it as yeah. well. You know, you know a bit about. I guess that's the problem is you know too much from the authorities' point of view. I mean, I'm falling back completely and utterly on um, recency bias here, but because we won through the week mm. and we scored five goals. I'm all for us doing it again. We've got our new thrilling, exciting attacking lineup. So I think we might flip reverse what they did to us down there at Ellen Road on Sunday. You're predicting a 5 2 win? Yes. It's pretty you safe idiot. to concede that we'll. We'll do. concede two. Yeah, that's the same. Because we, we have to. Um, it's just how many we score, isn't it? Mm. The crowd will be buoyed by a victory through the week. We get off to a nice bright start. Hopefully, another 26 second goal would be fine. And another brilliant one. Yes. If he wants to do that, I don't, again, want, can, I don't yeah. want to see a scrappy 26 second goal. I want some overhead kick next time, Willie. Up your game for Christ's sake. And then, you know, the lift that we'll get when we're 3-2 up and then Jorginho Ruter comes on alongside a rejuvenated Pat Bamford, mugs available at the squareball.net. Everyone's going to be up for it, aren't they? Yeah, let's say yes. <laughs> you don't sound entirely convinced, Michael. Well, I'm, I'm very concerned about our defending because we even leaving aside the fact we were 5-0 up and they were late goals, we gave Cardiff chances in that game again and they had a goal disallowed and oh, I don't know. We, st- we still look a complete shambles at the back. Yeah, I guess. But then Brentford's weaknesses, we've got to take a, uh, a little look to what whoscored.com are saying. They are weak at keeping possession of the ball, uh, very weak against long shots, um, weak at avoiding individual errors, weak at defending attacks down the wings, which I guess is irrelevant. But uh, <laughs> weak at defending against skillful players. So if we're going to bring on the most two-footed player Jesse Marsh has ever seen, who loves to dribble, I think it's a it's a Rutea hat trick is uh, destined to happen. Sinister is back. Exactly. Nyonto, obviously unstoppable. Even uh, Somerville's not going to make it, is he? But um, even Brendan Aronson, if he sort of sorts his life out, he is very good, skillful running forward, and it's the kind of player that they won't like to play against if he's in there. Um, they are a little bit of a worry with their strengths. Um, mm, no, I was just reading through these and these don't fill me with dread at all. Yeah, they're strong at creating scoring chances, creating chances using through balls, uh, strong at counter-attacks, strong at finishing scoring attacks. Attack, uh, attacking attack set pieces, we're, no, we're notoriously good in defence with stuff like that. And I mean, that was one of the, the major criticisms of Cardiff that we just watched another corner go into the net and then we're kind of like, oh good, he was standing in the wrong place. So there's there's a lot there. I mean, we know from is there anything on letting the, them score five against us that there's a lot they can do to hurt us. Anything in the data, Moscow, about um, <clears throat> standing at the back post and just waiting for it to come to you? Um, no, but I think most teams ten, tend to just discover that that works against Leeds rather than it being a particular characteristic. Right? Okay. Of their own yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can just, you can just generally just look up and you can be like, oh, see your mates free on someone. Someone screaming for it at the back post, and Although, there's no one stood anywhere near them. If you listen to Jesse Marsh, 
he says that does not happen <laughs> and it's a leadership issue we just got to be braver and that's mm. that will stop anything like that from happening so we got away with two against against Cardiff didn't we because I mean admittedly they did score from one but the one where Luke Ayling made a mess of it there was actually someone at the back post ready to head that in if the cross had been better as yeah. it was it kind of went between Luke Ayling's legs and bounced up and someone middle of the goal scored it but then mm. there was the other one where there were there was just a straight pass across that the player let go under his foot and it went out yeah. of play it, right. was, it was it was quite close to being 5-4 <laughs> <laughs> I mean to I, be fair it could have been 10-4 yeah 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 I, I wasn't on the like the radio call the yeah, match ball after the game I absolutely <laughs> loved I loved that match and just like how good we were and that it didn't matter that Cardiff were terrible because we played against them as if they were terrible we didn't let them we didn't draw 2-2 two, two. we didn't do anything stupid mm. we scored 5 but there was just enough in it and I decided to ignore it until I uh, decided to change my mind now but just like <laughs> let's just ignore the bad stuff the, the, the weaknesses that we conceded it's, it's a good way to. it is a good way to navigate life that is just bury your head in the sand and be in complete denial about important issues well it's easy when you've won 5-2 I think it's when we lose games 5-2 um, or 2-1 um, at Villa and then when that's when Marsh is saying, yeah, no, this was brilliant. Uh, that's the kind of, that's where it doesn't quite work. If we can, if we can see two to Brentford and score five, then praise it to the high heavens. I would absolutely uh, ignore any problems whatsoever. Still not conceded a goal with uh, Verba on the pitch, have we? Shame he's injured. I did see that the other day. I don't even know if it's true. I'm sure, I assume someone else had checked the person who tweeted it. Yeah, it'll be right. Marsh be, said it, right? Oh, did he? I'm pretty sure oh, he, uh, he mentioned, he mentioned that, that. That's immediately been discarded. Jesse <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> says a lot. Yes. I can't be expected to listen to everything he says, can I? <laughs> no, I think he was right. So that's that's a good sign. He does. He looks decent. He, he, against him um, in the home game against Cardiff, he was sort of, uh, sort of like you didn't really notice him in a good way. I thought that. I had the exact same thought. I thought, I haven't noticed Max Verber, and that's a good thing. Yeah. In the way that you do notice Diego Urente occasionally and think, come on, Diego, <laughs> make this yeah. a good one. He didn't try and, he didn't try and knee it out of the stadium or anything like, like Urente did at one point. A big triumphant thigh swinging towards the ball. My favourite. If we're just going to, if we're going to like tear that performance apart now, my favourite bit is um, uh. Furpo was looking really good. Uh, until where's particularly the until going in? forward and I started sitting there when I was thinking about how much I was just enjoying everything I was like that's great Nyonto's gold everything's going and I was like Furpo's playing well that's how good this is and then he, he passed the ball to Greenwood ran into the penalty area and Greenwood tried to pass it back and Furpo was just looking in completely <laughs> the wrong direction and just didn't see the ball being hit it is, it was just got distracted, so, by, distracted by the floodlights. It was so funny. And, you know, I don't mind these things where I'm five and a little bit. And, you know, I think Furpo. There's, there is, it's funny because what I've been thinking was trying to work out what the difference was from the first game in Cardiff. Why did we only draw 2-2 and go 2-0 down to a team that obviously was as bad as they were when we saw them at Elland Road? Like, well, Tyler Adams is one big difference. But then I was like... Is, is Furpo some kind of factor here? Because we, he is a left back and we're playing with a left back at left back and we're trying to attack more. Rodrigo. We were, we were better in the... Rodrigo. Uh, um, we were better in the second half down in Wales when we stopped trying to attack through Rasmus and we started attacking through Furpo. I was like, is it me? Are we maybe going to be better if we have Furpo and we just play him into form? And then he did that and I was like, well, yeah, maybe... <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's it's not a it's a bit of a sawtooth graph. It's not necessarily a straight line. I mean, it, it is. I think that's still there to be explored. It's like what can if we if we give Furpo the chance that we hoped he was going to take at the start of the season when he he was like he did the interview 
pretending that he hadn't, like his leg wasn't falling to pieces. Like, yeah, last year was difficult. This year's going to be good. You can maybe start that from now. And it's a little bit like Bamford coming back as well. It's like, we'll start that from now. We've got Bamford just banging goals in. Um, so goal after check. goal and just like mug after mug being sold in his name. Let me just check. So what you're asking is, I've taken notes on this, is you'd like our players to be good rather mm. than not good. And injured. Right. I'd like them to be good and playing rather than no good and injured. So we build the rest of the season around Furpo, Bamford, Forshaw, and uh, that'll do. Just D- those Dallas, three. Dallas is due back as well, so... Stuart Dallas as well. We'll be like a new signing. Yeah, we, we've nice. not heard from Jesse yet, so we, he may be confirming that Verba's gone for a small operation, which is what they always <laughs> like to talk about. Just a small operation. Just a little clean-up. A little procedure. Yeah. It didn't look too bad, was my was my medical opinion of him walking off the pitch. Yeah. And you obviously have the uh, the expertise in mm-hmm. this. Rusty and Janelle's boy, Brendan. Mm. Is he having a rest for this one, do you think? I think so. He's needed one for a while. I know he did get one midweek, but... Let's give him a night out. And also, It's the West End. Take him to a show, dinner. Well, you know we're at dancing. home. We're at home. But him, he can go to London. <laughs> <laughs> he can go to London and just take in a show and dinner and a dance and get get drunk. What, what musical do you think you'd like to see? Oh, one of the Cats ones, I don't know. One of the Cats ones. <laughs> he, cats, uh, cats one or Cats two? He had... Um, when they doused him in beer when Salzburg won the league, he was saying that like, oh, he's not really a big beer guy, but maybe, you know. It's Under nice, 21. It's nice course. to have yeah. one, of course, because he's only just turned 21. And he does kind of have that air about him of maybe it would do him some good to just get him pissed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he seems like, since he's come back from the World Cup, Before he's just been... Before the game? Uh, never did George Best any harm, actually. No, it did him a lot of harm. Um, <laughs> whichever works. Yeah, but he just looks in need of just like... Bit of fun. Cobweb, cobweb clearing seems to be the Brendan Aronson thing. So it's like, just do something to get his head clear and, you know, good good night out. It's that, it's that <laughs> bloody injured girlfriend of his. He's too busy worrying about her. Get rid of her. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Find yourself a nice a nice Leeds lass will take you out boozing <laughs> five nights a week. Is that what we're arguing? Um, I just thought like one night out would Could maybe you, fix okay. him. Imagine the sense of wonder as you take him into a Weatherspoons. <laughs> Why, why even Weatherspoons? There are three legs. Right. Go hardcore for him. Yeah, really go in at the yeah. deep end. Yeah, why not? Predictions for this one, I've already said 5-2 to Leeds. Well, Moscow's going to London for it, which is a <laughs> strange approach. So you're off to the West End to take Brendan. We've even done, what have you been working on all week? A magazine that's coming out in this, for this game. So why on earth did you think it was being played in London? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm very well. Fair enough. Uh, it'd be like, it's going to end up like 4-2 or something, isn't it, to someone? Mm-hmm. I, I can't possibly see a world in which they don't score just because of the way we're playing and the fact they've got some good attacking players. So, I don't know, let's just try and win it 3-2, 4-3, something like that. High scoring. It's our best bet, isn't it? Mm. To outscore the opposition. Mm. It, it genuinely is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and who knows what the defence will even be. Like, Because I know we've been playing... Ailing seems to have got himself back as first choice right back, but then he did that thing the other night, which but that was at centre back, so does it count? And Cooper and Cock had had little muscle injuries, didn't they? That mm. he didn't want to risk, so um, we could end up with a scratch. Charlie Graswell could be back. Is it little muscles that are injured, or muscles that are injured just a little bit? It's not. There's no clarity around that, right? But um, it feels. I was going to say it feels a bit like the Liverpool game where you don't really know what's going to come and then suddenly we win. But then every game is like that at the moment where you don't really know what's going to come. And, and then, we can lose. And then there's there's the results. Like, 
if you compare Fulham and then Bournemouth and then Spurs, all those games that just, and that's, I guess, the problem that we're, we're trying to shake off is every game being different. It's, we'd like just a run of um, wins. Yeah. Or just not defeats, but uh, it's hard to, it, it shouldn't be difficult to, it should be difficult to predict whether we'll win, lose or draw against Brentford because, you know, that's football and you never know the future, but it's that it's difficult to predict how we'll play and kind of what performance we'll put in is it's hard to know whether it's going to be a close match that either team could win or whether we're going to get absolutely battered 7-0. <laughs> and that's kind of the, that's where it's difficult. We're not sure what level of performance is going to come out. Marsh will tell us that because we had the, the nearest to complete that he's seen since he's been here against Aston Villa and then followed it up with a strong, confident performance against Cardiff that we're, we're on the move now. And uh, he was saying last week, like he, he, he's feeling now the most positive that he has felt since he's been here, which given he celebrated a 4-0 defeat against Manchester City as if it was the best thing that had ever happened to him. The positivity levels must be very, very high for this to be the most positive. But then it's, there's, we don't have the confidence, I don't think, that yes, we will use that momentum instead of no, we're going to uh, crash into a ball against Brentford. But we'll see, we'll see. I guess it's the fun of finding out, isn't it? My prediction, final prediction on this, whoever scores the most goals will win. Correct. And it's time for the third and final part of the show now, which is uh, Heroes and Villains. First, the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award, someone what has taken a dump in our corner, metaphorically speaking. A whole bunch of nominees have come in then. So we've got our defence coming under the spotlight. Our corners are relevant there. Yes. um, Jesse himself taking a few pelters and uh, Aronson. Bless him. In the non-Leeds corner, uh, Martinez. Who's that then, Michael? The Villa goalkeeper. So this goes back to the Villa game. Yeah, he just won the World Cup. We're what do you mean? Who is he? Are. And Ashley Young as well. Um, Mike Dean on VAR, plus other referee nominees in the form of Michael Oliver and Andrew Madley, who conspired to deny us things in a game some days ago that I've now forgotten. <laughs> and uh, the media in general and Gary Neville. Right, so who do you want to um, drill down into? Again, metaphorically. Mm. I mean, the defence, it's, it's a bit like the Jesse stuff. It's been over a lot of times, but Jez says the defence. Fuck me rigid. <laughs> Dreadful. <laughs> We'd fuck me pink, didn't we? Yes. The other day, different ways of... Pink and rigid. Different yeah. ways of being of being fucked to an unpleasant situation. Mm. Uh, yeah. From Melia failing to organise uh, through to the DMs going missing and not doing the Calvin thing. That kind of was where Villa's goal came from, wasn't it? Because we allowed Tyler Adams to try and score a goal and then they broke and... There was yeah, no one he was, there. He was too busy, like signing a peace treaty in there. I know he's very statesmanlike, and uh, but he he seems to be deciding to have another speech about peace and uh, prosperity with Ashley Young in Aston Villa's penalty area because Ashley Young did a really good tackle. He was congratulating him and saying, "Look, great, great play, guy." Uh, when really, what he should have done is um, crunched his scum face <laughs> into the ground, remember, like spotted. Mm. He should know ex-Man United player, so. Uh, and and also revenge for defeating Kevin Blackwell's team in the playoffs. Yeah, this is for Watford 2006. <laughs> All of that stuff. And then maybe have the game stopped because it's a free kick to Aston Villa because Tyler Adams is wailing on Ashley Young in the six-yard box. And then we don't concede that goal. So um, this is less the defence. I've, I've somehow taught Tyler Adams, who was our best player, <laughs> by some distance and an absolute beautiful human into being the villain. Well, but, let me save you with a segue out, picking up on the words ex-scum player, because, <clears throat> excuse me, that for me is the is the leading candidate in here. And I would like to put forward now my motion, if you would like to carry it, is that this should be Gary Neville and the media in general for 
trying to sell off Willie Nonto. And we have the Aussie Sean Dyche who's got in touch. So um, could we hear from Aussie <laughs> Sean Dyche what he's had to say? Um, well, I, think... oh. I mean, you, you could just do the, do the last sort of it's... sentence if you want there, Sean. Get, get your mitts off her, Willie. Get your grubby mitts off her. Grubby mitts. <coughs> but yeah, perfect for Man City was... The... Oh, you were going to Yeah, it was perfect for Man City, wasn't it, that... Um, Neville was peddling on his airwaves. And they didn't even give him player of the match. No, no. Scum bastard. He's gave the be- it, he's gave the it somebody scored, scored and resisted against us. But He's the best player in every match, is Nanto, which will uh, yeah, we'll come on to player of the year, but he's, he's won. He's <laughs> <Is> the, uh, <laughs> the short version of that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a point and a half ahead of everyone in, yeah, the, in the ratings. Yeah, we, we know, but we know what our defence is like. We know what Jesse Marsh is like. I suppose we know what... Um, Mike, uh, what's he called? Mike Neville. Um, Gary Neville is like, um, Martinez, uh, I can't help but kind of like him. Well, it was one of those that he was doing loads of time wasting, but I almost don't blame players for time wasting. I blame referees for not yeah, yeah, yeah. just sorting it out because they can do, as Bielsa used to say, they have the tools available. Yes. So. Add time on or book people early. Is, is it virtually impossible to get booked in the first half for time wasting? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I feel like you so rarely see it. Gary Monk's Birmingham had a really good go at it, didn't they? When they came to Welland Road, went to goal down and started time wasting. It's just something that you don't. It doesn't happen. It's like refs have got a rule. They generally won't do it until the last ten minutes. Yeah, it's like and you it's, can you can spend a minute over a goal kick in the in the first minute, and they'll just be like, man, it's fine. Mm. And uh, they Mike, don't don't add thirteen minutes on like they did at the World Cup. Either. Mike Neville was a newsreader in the northeast of England on <laughs> uh, on ITV. I knew he was somebody. Yeah, sadly. Um, Passed away in 2017. He was born James Armstrong Briggs, so his stage name was Mike Neville. What a weird choice. Yeah. He probably, I mean, he must have done that before the name was left in tatters by <laughs> it's probably an equ- Gary an, and Phil. An equity card thing. There might have been an equity card holder with that name already. You choose something else, though, than Mike Neville. Although, I suppose, if it's the North East, the Nevilles were uh, bishops, weren't they? Weren't they? I've no idea. Let's say, yeah. There's a big uh, kind of like rich, historical, medieval Neville family in the the northeast around Durham and stuff so maybe um, maybe you wanted to pretend he was one of those and that's how he got the job on uh, Time Tees TV mm, maybe so maybe so I for exposed me. his whole life is a lie any any objections to Gary Neville then yes lots no, I, I can't stand him me, as in we can't say that about some of the refs that's libelous uh, it's got to be Gary Neville Gary Neville I think I think the refs are probably worthy of, of some for the um, it was Michael Oliver wasn't it and, and Madley for the Villa game because I I think there was at least one penalty in there. Rodrigo. I think Mike Dean. Is it Mike Dean who does the review on the television? No. Or... Mike Dean is exclusively VAR now, isn't it? It's all oh, he does. Of course. So who's the guy on who's but he, he, Peter he was... Walton or Not Dermot Gallagher? I think it's Dermot Gallagher on the Sky. Monday, you know, when Sky mm-hmm. do like a roundup said the Rodrigo one was a penalty. And, he, and I'll yeah, take it. And the referees union is very strong with those things as well. They, mm. they try incredibly hard to see. I mean, Peter Walton's the worst because he changed his mind during games, doesn't he, as the replays are going on, he's going, no, I think the referee's right to just give a yellow there and then he changes it to red and he goes, no, that's a good decision to, yeah. give, to give the red. He's, he's done well there yeah. to, to change his mind. He's bright to have a look at that. I'm, I'm sticking with my, my Neville nomination here because I realise that like, Willie Nonto, what he's done is he's transcended all that existential dread that we've got as Leeds fans because he's such a joyful footballer and he's brought me so much happiness this last week, which we'll get onto, I guess, in uh, Heroes in a second, that I don't want Gary Neville selling him on in future mm-hmm. can't we just enjoy him in the here and now because I went swimming yesterday and I did 45 minutes which I'm well proud of right and or, I reckon or, or five lengths to put it another way I reckon <laughs> I reckon I spent a good 35 minutes of that 45 thinking about Willie Nonto's goal 
Fair enough. Yeah, he just passes the time, doesn't it? Just, I'm just thinking, ah, oh, it's so good. I just, enjoy him so much as a footballer. Did the 45 minutes include blowing up your armbands? I'd <laughs> <laughs> those, those pink flamingo. <laughs> yeah, you put it around your waist. Uh, dear me. Come on, go with me. Yep, this Neville, going, yeah, Neville right. can have Fine. it. Let us keep him. Give us a... Give us at least a year before you start talking about him leaving. Christ, he's about... How many games has he played? Like seven. Four or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, so Wilfred Nonto is, is, yeah, as you were saying there, Michael, streaking away with player of the year now, isn't he, with his with his scores? Um, and he's definitely in the mix for that now, so good on him. Congratulations for winning that, probably. I feel a bit bad for Tyler Adams, because... Well, he should play better. He's not as, but he's not as fun, is he? So he's never going to get but the... he was walking it, and then it's fine. Yeah. Him and Melier were well in the lead. The latest scores were in the new issue of the Mag, which will be on sale. Uh, Friday, Saturday. So, but Friday's today, isn't it? So <laughs> got to do that. Um, yeah, she five is out any moment, and that has the the full like list of TSP plus members, player ratings of the year so far, and done a little uh, pre and post World Cup for some of them, which was basically turned out to just be a way of picking on Brendan Aronson. Can, um, <laughs> can I put forward a motion now that, assuming Willie Nonto wins this, which I think he probably will in the end of the season, can we have a trophy made up for him? Probably oh, a life size one. Because I want to go meet him and hand it over to him. Ah, I, I, do you know what? I ended up. Philip spent a lot of time talking about players' families on this, but the club tweeted about it was it was a pam, pamphlet. I've done that again. Has a bamps, a spoonerism. Has a bamps. Um, he was saying that his dad dropped him at training, which I thought was cute. So That's very I, sweet. Yeah. So then I started trying to find a picture of his dad. I was like, oh, let's see what his dad looks like. And in doing so, so you stopped searching for the mums now. Yeah, I was I was onto the dads instead, yeah. just for um, you know quality reasons. It's, it's good yeah. to stalk stalk a dad now and then, but. <laughs> <laughs> It also, on the same page as there were pictures of his dad, there were pictures of a young Willie Nonto, and he's the most adorable little child you've ever seen. <laughs> even in, even in the youth team, he's it, still an adorable little but, child. But he's basically got the same face as he's got now. But yeah. it, it's it's somehow even even more adorable when he's little. You go, ah, oh, look at him, because he's same as he's now. He's loads littler than all his teammates as well. But clearly the best player, yeah, ever. He's winning the Hero of the Week award, isn't he? Uh, I mean, Rodrigo yeah. got some nominations. Bamford as well. I, uh, I enjoyed the description of Nonto as an Italian Tasmanian devil. He's just, he is an absolute menace. He just is constantly moving about and doing really good stuff. Mm. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a, there's a weird involved. streak of Alan Smith within him as well, where he just wants to get involved in loads of things that have nothing to do with him. What, but in fact, that's why Tyler Adams won't win player of the year. Tyler Adams, next time Wilf Nonto is chewing the ear off a referee when he's already got a yellow card, walk over and take him away. <laughs> as I am living in constant fear of a second yellow for descent. There is a daft yellow card sending off coming up in this season, isn't there? After is. Yeah. And it will be for something like it was on Wednesday where it's somebody else's fight entirely. He's arrived 10 minutes late, started kicking off. Yellow card, and then he just moans and moans, and it just needs... We're talking about leadership. I feel like I'm Jesse Marsh. One of the leaders, go over there and just turn him around and walk him away because it's, uh, it's the one thing that he needs... We don't need him sent off because he's, he's, he's scra- our only good player. He's scrappy do, but minus being annoying. He's got a, he has got a bit of the gradles about him, both in in his play and in his um, his, his stature, his yeah. desperation to get involved oh, in a bit of aggro. He'd love to dismantle the ref. <laughs> you can tell, like what gradle. I wonder if Gradle ever looks back on that and he's like, "Yeah, at least I had a go at him." Um, <laughs> you know, I just to know what it feels like. You'd underestimate Nonto at your peril, though, because you'd see him as a, you'd think, "Oh, he's a little a little fella," but he, mm. he'd be he'd be quick, little swift uppercuts. I reckon you'd be on the ground before you know it. Well, it's kind of that's the, the underrated part of his volley. His super bike was when um, the little push on the defender sent him flying. Which his finger strength. Yeah, yeah. It's just done enough, and it's not it's not foul. It's not a uh, it's not really a push. It's just a little touch and he's totally knocked him. 
He unbalanced the opposition. He did unbalance the opposition and just made that little bit of room. Obviously a huge nod to Mateus Click for giving the finger to Cardiff fans, which is, it was, you know, we said in terms of a perfect sign-off for him. I'm so glad he came back and had that opportunity. And that was the perfect sign-off, given flicking the bird to the mm-hmm. Cardiff fans. Uh, but doing it in a really childish kind of teenage way, especially with Liam Cooper and Stuart Dallas, as we, we tweeted out, saying egging him on in the tunnel, going, give the Vs, give him the Vs. And he, but he did the, uh, the finger resting on the head, didn't he? And the FA can't touch him. Nope. There's a lovely uh, blog by Rob on our website about that, comparing Dallas and Cooper to his two older sisters who used to get him into trouble for things, knowing that he would not rebound on them. And it was a lot like that. I was like, you can do this. We can't, can't do it. <laughs> Rob, two older sisters. Any 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 brothers in the mix? Uh, no, the I think order? it's just the two older sisters. Right. Uh, Noted for the birth order thing. <laughs> so we know for future recruitment. Yep. Yeah, when we're uh, employing people. We'll work around that in future. Uh, Rob also saw, did some research on his, uh, his fleece. Oh, was that you, Monsko? Mm, no, that was Rob. Yeah, I, much, I, I did the much? same thing. Well, I'm, I managed to find it for sale for $757. Which is yeah, from farfetch.com. That is 620 quid in today's money. It's Supreme, so it's very limited. So the, the after-sale market... But it sounds like it strong. would be with a name like Supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's probably not for me. No. It did, look, it did look quite cosy. Yeah. And it's like the sort of thing I'd buy from a market and wear in the house. <laughs> <laughs> the glam- what a glamorous you know, picture you paint of yourself. You have a wolf on it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So congratulations then to, to Wilfred Nonto for uh, bringing us joy this week then, correct? Yeah, I mean, he's won it, hasn't he? Of course, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, but have we even mentioned Bamford? We have not mentioned Bamford. I, mentioned Bamford. Him, I, the returning, I, mentioned him, uh, I did mention him in passing. I said, the, yeah, returning, the returning broken fall. Yeah. Um, and the beautiful photo of him, Junior Furpo, and Luis Destera in a tight ice bath. Bamford's face is great. Yeah, I don't know who gets the most credit for this photograph. I hope everybody's seen it um, so they know what we're talking about. But uh, Bamford's. Uh, well, Junior's in the foreground looking quizzical. Mm. Probably taking the photo, I imagine, because his arm's out of shot. Yeah. Then Bamford is sort of off to the right with eyes slightly ablaze. Well, there's a big uh, kind of eyebrow raise, but his hair is great. And also, I was going to say, like, the cre- whether the credit for part of the credit for this goes to his parents for excellent genes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Louis Sinistera in the background sticking his tongue out and looking funny. But part, and also, he's given little uh, two's fingers over Bamford's shoulder, which is uh, an underrated factor. But the whole thing, like, the choice of filter. And then also to have captured these expressions in one shot. Junior Furpo as a, as a photographer. New club photographer. Mm. It's, it's an absolutely, it's almost, it's like looking at Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it is as well. The three of them together and just, yeah, he's done really well. So Junior Furpo like takes a great photo. And again, yeah, the, the filter choice, the whole thing um, has really brought the best out of all of them. So good. So Junior, so junior gets the nomination too. should have a, a hero nomination for the photo as well too. But yeah, Bamford, uh, the one goal, the goal at Villa, kind of a lot of that's down to Nyonto making it, but being in the right place to finish it. And then uh, the, the first one in particular against uh, Cardiff, um, taking the time, then just like a beautiful finish. I think the second one, I think is actually, is not to be underestimated as well, because that was a difficult one to take as he had to take it early mm. and it kind of, he had to take the touch and then the second touch just poked it in. I thought it was really good. The, uh, the Cardiff goalie, I don't think was very good. Not to take much away from anything, but he did look pretty desperately. He shouldn't be getting like a, a gentle lob over from Bamford's left foot I think in that Bamford, situation. Bamford sat him down and made him look like a fool. Don't you take away from my Patrick. It was a great goal. And I'm, I hope he uh, keeps going because 
He's on a streak. Rodrigo's well, on a streak. While you try to take that goal away from him, look, at his, that's the face he's doing at you while you're trying to say that wasn't yeah, a good goal. Yeah, totally fair. I hope he keeps doing it because he's still got a lot of mugs to sell. Although people <laughs> so. are, because we've mentioned it and I tweeted out about it earlier on, people are saying that they now seem to be sold out. So. Have Anford mugs. Yeah, that can't be right, can it? No, no, no they'll never sell out. We'll we'll go, we could get a reprint. We've probably just put the wrong stock number in because we're idiots. <laughs> I've got to bury a load in the field to, uh, <laughs> so I, to confuse archaeologists. <laughs> well, there you go. That's our hero of the week. It's, uh, it's Wilf Monto with some many, many other honourable mentions, I think, this week who've, uh, who've done some good stuff for The us, other so. bright thing about Wilf Monto in the Cardiff game that's worth mentioning is the, uh, the, the gradual growth of Will Air, Will Air as a replacement, much better chant. That was happening on uh, uh, Wednesday night and more power to anybody who wants to chant that um, because chants are better. Mm. Easier to learn. Chants versus songs, this is, by the way. You've written about it. It's on the blog. One word, two syllables. Mm. Nobody can go wrong with that. And it sounds really good. And if you think, you know, what was Messi's song at Barcelona? It's just saying the word Messi over and over. So that's good enough for, uh, for Wilf. I would still actually, I would much prefer if there's time for a late bid to just chant Wilf. Wilf, Wilf, Wilf. But if it's got to be Willie, then uh, I think we're there. Sure, we're that there. was used for Wilf copping back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there you go, then. That wraps up the weekly show for this time. We'll be back next week. Have we got one game next week? Have we got two? Let's have a look. Uh, we're back to one. Thank God for that. Two championship teams in a row, though. Mm. Mm. That's been a bit annoying this week, hasn't it? And, and, in fact, our next game after this weekend is going to be against uh, either Accrington or Boreham Wood. Mm. So... Really plumbing the lower leagues. Three non-league sides in a row, more or less. <laughs> we'll speak to you next time. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 